Turn your Bible to Acts chapter 12, please. <coughs> Acts the 12th chapter. Now you remember the story. This will be our Sunday school lesson this coming Sunday. And in this chapter, the story is told about Herod who uh, wanted to please the Jews. And you remember the Jewish people hated the Christians. They're the ones that brought Jesus to the Roman rulers and cried, crucify him, crucify him. And so Herod decided to please the Jews. James was the pastor of the church in Jerusalem and he arrested James and had him killed. This is a brother of John, one of the inner circle, Peter, James, and John. And when he saw how much it pleased the Jews, he had Peter arrested and put him in prison and planned to kill him the next day. But he overlooked something. Look in verse 5. Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Mark that in your Bible. Prayer was made without ceasing. Now you know the result of that prayer. An angel of the Lord came to, to Peter during the night. Peter thought it was a dream. And uh, the angel said, now put your sandals on, put your clo cloak on. He caused the chains to drop from Peter's hands. He led him through the first cell, then through another guard door, then through another they got to the iron gate at the outside and the iron gate just opened and Peter was out in the street. Then the angel left. A lot of lessons we can draw from that. God will not do for us what we can do for ourselves. He didn't put Peter's clothes on. He didn't drag Peter out of the jail. He just led the way. When he got outside, he left. And Peter had to decide what to do next. Well, you know the story. He went to the house of Mary, who was Mark's mother, knocked on the door and a girl named Rhoda came to the door and was so excited when she saw Peter, she went in and told everybody, Peter's at the door, Peter's at the door. They said, that's impossible, he's in prison, he's gonna die tomorrow. <laughs> Here was there, Peter still standing out there knocking on the door. Finally, they opened the door and let him in and he told all these things. Now, I wanna lift that one verse, a little bit out of context and yet apply it in a similar way to the way it was applied in Peter's life. But prayer, but prayer. No matter what you face, prayer is the Christian's secret weapon. Prayer is the mightiest force in the universe. D.O. Moody was on a ship. <clears throat> the ship had gotten in trouble and was, it looked like it was gonna sink and uh, Someone said, let's go to the other side and help the sh and, and, and get, in a, get, get on our knees and pray for the ship to, to get through this storm. And Moody said, not nothing at all like that, sir. Let's stand right here and pray hard all the time while we work. And he helped bail the water out of the ship. Prayer and work are two hands that should never be separated. God will not do for us 
what we need to do for ourselves. You pray, Lord, get me a job. Best thing you can do is go look for a job. Lord, I need a car. Best thing you can do is go to work, earn some money to get a car. God listens when he sees the earnestness of our heart. When we apply this to revival, Lord, send a revival. Lord, send a revival. Bring the people in. I'm going to sit home and watch television. I'm going to go to bed early and get up late, pray all the time. <clears throat> God will say, according to your faith and your prayer, be it done unto you. And nothing happens. You say, well, God, why didn't you answer prayer? It's as if he says, I was waiting for you. This kind cometh not out but by prayer and fasting. And part of prayer and fasting is doing something about it. R.A. Torrey said, Nothing lies beyond the reach of prayer except that which lies beyond the reach of the will of God. Prayer is the only omnipotence God grants human beings. E.M. Bounds said, Prayer is one in one phase of its operation is a disinfectant and a preservative. It purifies the air. It destroys the contagion of evil. God shapes the world by prayer. That man is most immortal who has done the most and best preach, uh, praying. They are God's heroes, God's saints, God's servants, God's royalty. The prayer of God's saints are the capital stock in heaven by which Christ carries on his great work on the earth. He does the most for God who is the highest skilled in prayer. A.C. Dixon said when we rely upon organization, we get what organization can bring and that's something. When we rely upon education, we get what education can bring and that's something. When we rely upon eloquence, we get what eloquence can bring and that's something. When we rely upon money, we get what money can buy, and that's something. When we rely on culture, we get what culture can give, and that's something. When we rely upon influence, we get what influence can bring, and that's something. But when we rely upon prayer, we get what God can do. And folks, that's what we need, what God can do. It was said of Hudson Taylor, the sun never rose in China without finding Hudson Taylor on his knees. No wonder the China Inland Mission was so marvelously owned by God. When our people went to Mexico, many of our people here prayed. Of course, the groups that went, the teams that went, prayed as they went, and they prayed every morning and every night. They prayed while they worked. And back home, there were people holding the lines in prayer. When Brother Limster goes to the Republic of of when the Czech, Czech Republic, there'll be people here praying for him and God will bless and souls will be saved and doors will be opened because of prayer. Tennyson said more things are wrought by prayer than this world dreams of. Susanna Wesley had 19 children. She found time every week to spend an hour with each one of them, teaching them the Bible and teaching them how to pray. John Welsh was the son-in-law of John Knox.
He thought the day ill spent if he did not spend several hours in prayer. His wife complained when she found him on the floor praying. He replied, I have the souls of 3,000 people to answer to God about. I know not how it is with many of them. Dr. Dr. Judson spent several hours a day in prayer. Our forefathers wept and prayed before God when things were slack and the work would not move. They wrestled with God in prayer till His power was poured out. People were moved. Sinners were converted. Well, what, how do we to pray? We need to pray always. Jesus said men ought always to pray. We need to pray when things are tough. We need to pray when things are all right. You know, sometimes we do our best praying when we're in trouble, and that's good. But how about pouring out our heart to God in earnest prayer when things are going okay? You see, sometimes things are not really going okay, but we think they are because we're so lulled up by the world. The world, the flesh, and the devil holds such sway over many people. In 1 John chapter 2, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passes away in the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Someone has said, <clears throat> let's not court its customs nor follow its fashions. Do you know there are people today, young people and older people, if the hemline on ladies' dresses goes up, theirs goes up. They wear mini skirts around, show everything they've got. That's evil. That's not God's plan at all. God wants God's people to be modest. There's really not much difference in people that do that <clears throat> and those that go out to these spots where they want to take all their clothes off. We've had a big deal in Bowling Green about that and thank God for a city commission that passed a, a law saying that there had to be certain modest rules in the joints that wanted to have striptease. That law is now before a judge. I pray it'll, it'll stand. There are a lot of Christians don't understand that. They watch the television, they watch the movies, they watch everything else, and they wear what everybody else wears. Dr. Lee used to say, a praying knee and a dancing foot don't go on the same leg. You see, it depends on what you really want. You want every guy to look at you? You can do that. I want to guarantee you, it subtracts from your testimony and your strong stand for Christ. We're in the midst of summer. Somebody asked me why I dress like I do all the time. These are my work clothes. I've cut grass in these clothes. I've gone out to the 
Royal Ranch and worked out there in these clothes and so on. Now, I'm not telling you all you have to wear a tie when you cut glass, grass, but there's nothing wrong with it. Don't criticize me because you want to wear nothing, stripped down to practically nothing. I believe we ought to be modest in all the things we do. And if you're a little bit excessive in your modesty, isn't that a little bit better than being excessive the other way? What do you think? You decide. But all this relates to our prayer life. When we are in condition to pray, God will bless. I could say a lot more about this, but I don't have time tonight. But prayer was made. Prayer. Listen, the difference in this revival meeting with Dr. Smith is going to be in degree of prayer that we offer to the Lord. And prayer that doesn't have feet put to it doesn't mean anything. It's like Moody answering those guys said, the ship is sinking, let's go over here and kneel down and pray. And he said, no, let's work and pray. Prayer at work, uh, uh, revival is both prayed down and worked up. And I don't believe God will do for us what He wants us to do for ourselves. You can pray all day for your next door neighbor. But if you don't make some overtures to that neighbor, take him a pie, get to know him, encourage him to come to church with you, he'll probably never get changed. The key is in our hand. In the world they say, the ball is in your park. It's in your court. What are you gonna do with it? We go, they come. We stay, they stay. And so, prayer was wont to be made. That, that prayer meeting that they had at Rhoda's house and Mark and Mary's house was an unbelievable kind of prayer. It was so strong that God sent his angel to get Peter out of prison. And yet, when Peter showed up at the house, they couldn't believe that God answered their prayer. They just couldn't believe it. Well, why don't we pray like that? Lord, Lord, do something. Do something great. And when God starts doing it, let's be so shocked and say, Lord, thank you. You just surprised me. Thank you for answering this prayer. God will do it. God answers prayer. The mightiest force in the universe is prayer. If I can encourage us to do one thing, it would be to pray. More things are wrought by prayer than this world dreams of. But the prayer that really works is a prayer that so moves us that it moves us to do something. Brother Limster's had missions burned into his heart. He could pray for the Czech Republic till he's blue in the face. But that prayer has led him to get up and go do something about it. Eighteen of our people have been praying for Mexico. We could pray and pray and pray, but if unless somebody gets up and says, Lord, here am I, use me, send me, it won't get done. We have an opportunity. We've been invited to take a team to Uganda next year. It costs $1,500 to $1,800 a person. God knows where the money is. Many of you have that money. 
You could spend it for the Lord. I talked to the Cathy's today on the phone. And they want our team to come in July. I don't know whether we can or not. I don't mean to have lack of faith, but I want to tell you, if we pray, God can move mountains. Somebody will say, well, wouldn't it be better to just send the money and let them do the work? Well, suppose everybody felt that way. Suppose Tack and Lan had said, well, years ago, I think we'll just go to work and we'll send some money over to Japan, let, let somebody in Japan do the work. It doesn't work like that. God calls individuals. One of the big problems among Baptist churches for years have been we're willing to give to the cooperative program and send others, but we don't go ourselves. When we start going, God blesses. And when we start going soul winning, God blesses. I'd like to see every one of us out visiting these next two Thursday nights, storming the gates of hell. The Bible says, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That doesn't mean that the gates of hell aren't going to march against the church. Sure they will. It means when the church marches against hell, that those gates of hell cannot resist it. And God will bless. And prayer is the answer. Prayer changes us and prayer changes things. Let's bow together in prayer. Our Father, we thank you that prayer is the mightiest force in the universe. Help us to pray. Help us to pray about everything. Help us to pray about things that seem insignificant. Help us to pray about our jobs, our finances, our neighbors, our housework, the kind of clothes we ought to wear, the amusements we ought to go to, how we spend our money. Oh God, give us a vision of a world in desperate need of Jesus Christ, of a city in Bowling Green, Kentucky in desperate need of Jesus. We pray that will burn into the bus pastor's hearts a fire that will send them out Saturday to knock on every door they can find and bring people in and help our church to rise up as a body and say we're going to march against the gates of hell and claim God's promise they'll not prevail against us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand, please. What are we going to sing? 215, my Jesus, I love thee, I know thou art mine. For thee all the follies of sin I resign. If you're here tonight and you're not saved, you're not positive Jesus lives in your heart, why not come to Christ tonight? Just say, Lord, I need you. I want you in my heart. I don't want to be lost. I need Christ as my Savior. Would you do that? We'd like to meet you here at the front. You come and offer yourself to Christ. If God has spoken to you about service for Him, don't put it off. Volunteer. Say, here my Lord, use me, send me, and God will use you. While we sing, will you do what God tells you to do?